thanks for agreeing to come and have a chat with me about your book, Janice. Um, You're welcome, Samia. You're welcome. Thank how, you. How have you, you know, how have you been finding things since you've started speaking? I know a little bit about how you've been finding things because I've seen a few of your comments <laughs> on Facebook. People taking your words, twisting them. Turn it into another. I, I, I think that's my biggest gripe. Um, Samia, I um, I want it to be clear that I've never professed to be a probation officer. Mm. I am a probation service officer, but I prefer to be called the engagement worker. I, I, I like the engagement worker because I feel more comfortable with that because that's what I do. I totally hear you. I do engagement work myself. I call myself a actually I call myself a playful creative because it kind of describes what I do, but my okay. work is arts engagement. And engagement yeah. is, you know, the name of the game. How do we yeah. go about engaging people? Yes. And in your book, it's one of the things, especially when you're talking uh, about the breach orders, how you're engaging with them. How are we going to get through to them? How, how are we going to listen to these people? How can we hear them? How can they feel heard? And how can they feel valued? You made some comments uh, about there not being enough time in your work to there really a, be able to listen properly. Uh, um, I think the, the um, biggest issue we have is case notes are arising, case loads arising daily by the minute yeah. and it, it's it's put, creating a lot of pressure on officers to keep on top of their workload and their caseloads but um, I do feel we need to be looking at a more innovative way to work with women especially women all women have complex needs <laughs> we all <laughs> menopausal <laughs> let's not go there Savia we have to start thinking about um, more innovative ways and we need to find a way that we are going to spend time with women to discover we need to have a dialogue to discover what are the issues that stop them from moving forward. We can't put women into a room and say, okay, we're giving you some training, you're supposed to go out and do some work. It, it doesn't work like that. There are issues, um, deep-seated issues, that I believe need to be explored to let a woman get comfortable enough to talk. Mm. Um, I know I didn't have counseling until I was 48. And it was like opening up Pandora's box for me. Mm. But I felt better. And, I, and the more I did it, I found, oh, I felt better. And then I felt stronger. I wanted to help other people because it's like, oh, I've discovered this thing. And I feel powerful now. Let me go and show someone else how to do it. And that, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I really want to do. Um, Samia, we have, we're the smallest population that make up the prison system. Yet still we got a high, high number of suicides in prison. 
wine. We need to be looking at alternatives. These are real stories. We have women that have gone to prison for, for stupid things. And then 20 and 30 years later, they've got these issues on their, their DBR or DB, whatever you call it. Yes, yeah. And they can't get a job. I came under that category because I have 16 convictions. Mm. And so as soon as an employer looks at my criminal record, he's throwing it in the bin. You're judged on the piece of paper. That Again, the other um, thing that I noticed between the way I was um, brought up in the Caribbean and the way we're brought up here in the Caribbean, um, you dare not play truant. You can't play truant. Not in the car. Well, not in my island. <laughs> yeah, because everybody seems to know you. So what then happens is you play truant from school. You go down the ice cream parlor, spend the afternoon with your boyfriend, and then by the time you get back home, yeah. your mother already knows where you've been. <laughs> yeah, and you're sort of standing there going, "You went to school today." And you go, yes, mom, yes, mom. She said, oh, so who was the teacher? Like, oh, Miss McCoy, really? And then you see this other woman appear on the veranda and you're like, okay. <laughs> Only to be told, I saw you in the golden peanut. Yeah. Well, you, you ain't got nothing to say now, you just shut up. Because uh, you realize you just dug a big hole uh, and you can't come out of it. <laughs> Over here, I find that um, uh, elders, are afraid mm. to speak out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes a community mm. to help you to bring up a child. That's what I believe. Mm. And the respect that um, the kids have got back home is totally different to here. And we need to find a way. Well, why is that? What is that about? I yeah. think I don't know why it is. I have uh, for some time through my work as an arts engager, I, I, you know, I find people just don't have an anchor. People are drifting without any kind of guidance, without any kind of anchor. And I'm talking, you know, maybe a spiritual anchor. I don't mean people have to all believe in God and this. Kind of yes, Liz, Liz, how do you feel about yes. that? We're, <laughs> sorry, Liz. We're no, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm very go with the flow chat. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I like, I like going, I like going with the flow. I, I, I'm very struck by this conversation. I think um, what we have done is we have in this in this country. I can't speak for the Caribbean, but we have got rid of what used to be deference. Used to be kind of based on hierarchy and feeling other people are better than you and tugging mm -hmm. your forelock and all this stuff. So it's good that we got rid of that, but along with it, we got rid of some stuff that actually we shouldn't have got rid of. We got, we got rid of respect in a lot of relationships. You, deference and respect are completely different. You don't have to feel that anybody's better than you, but respecting your teachers, listening to people who were there to guide you is really, really important. And we seem to have gone from one extreme to the other extreme. Now, the positive of that is I think that's something that people often do when they're trying to find their way. They go wrong in one direction and then they realize it's wrong. So they go in the other direction and then they find their way into the middle mm -hmm. by, by going from one extreme to the other. 
So I, I have to be hopeful that that's what we're doing. But it's a very difficult process. And at the moment, we're definitely in the no respect part of it. I feel that some parents, um, younger parents, um, they have this, um, they want to be the child's friend oh. and also be their parent. But now you have to create the boundary there for that child to understand. Yes, you can come to me with your issues. Yes, you can talk to me about your boyfriend or your girlfriend problems. Mm. But there is a boundary where they know they cannot step over that. And working through prison life and coming out the other side, I've recognised that without discussion, you don't really understand what is going on with the children. I had a lot going on in my head. And I was never asked. I, nobody ever had a discussion with me. Oh, Janice, how do you feel about this? And, you know, uh, parents are splitting up, mum and dad splitting up. Had, none of that was ever spoken about. Mm. So now my support network became people that were criminals. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. because who is in within my circle is not talking to me. They're not communicating and saying, well, Janice, you know something? If you smoke cigarettes, you're going to have lung, bad lungs. They don't tell you nothing mm -hmm. until you're in it. Yeah. So I think if, you, if you're not given structure, I think you'll you'll look for structure, and I think mm. that is that is definitely what happens to to young people. I mean, Janice has talked to me not not that I would know, but Janice has talked to me about you know gangs and how young people get drawn into into gang life and clients that she's worked with. And it's it's when you when you really hear about it and you stop being all judgy, it's really really sad. It's like people looking for for a family, looking for a structure, looking for brothers, people they can count on. And that's all their environment offers them. Yes, sweet nurturing. If a young mum hasn't been nurtured by her own mum, she doesn't have she doesn't have to continue the cycle, but it's. You know, unless she's like, unless she's, you know, takes a good turn somewhere and she's going to follow that cycle. Mm -hmm. And she's going to use the role models she had because yeah. we all do use the role models that we had. Yeah. And if they're not so great, well, you, you don't know that, do you? They're just what yeah. it's just what you see. It's what you grow up with. Yeah. My so neighbor, how, you, how would you know? A neighbor, uh, she was a lovely girl, kids with different um, uh, dads and things like that. Mm. But that's okay. Anyway, she, looked at me as a mother figure because of the mm. way I, I was with her. Mm. We clashed a couple of times um, in my early days, but we got along fine. And I could Samia, and that me. point, that point is huge. And this is why I normally make a point when speaking to young men. I know it's all gallant and egotistical, when they run around and have all these different girls and all these different baby mothers, as they call them. But when they leave these different relationships, what they need to understand is the child that is left there growing up has got a different version to what, do you understand what I'm saying? And then as that child meets other siblings that belong to the father or whatever, the other children have got their own version 
of what their mum has told them about their dad. And then you get this fusion and this clashing because the children now develop their own issues with the mothers of their sisters and brothers. Yes. And that's where the whole shit gets crazy. This Sorry, is making Liz. me think about Izzy in the book. I mean, yes. I, it's, it's just striking me as we're having this conversation. Obviously, Janice's working relationship with her when they met and throughout the whole time that they were client and, and officer was professional. But it was also mothering by proxy. There are lots and lots of, of, of parallels between the behavior of a good, a good mother and the behavior of a, of a probation engagement worker in this respect. Sometimes, sometimes she's listening sympathetically. Sometimes she's setting boundaries. Sometimes she's talking to her about how she feels and how to manage her feelings. Sometimes she's trying to feed her because she doesn't sort of mm. know how to feed herself mm. or isn't able to do isn't able to do that Please. and I know I mean Izzy does actually have a, a a good relationship with her mother but there have been problems in it in the past and she's lost touch with her mm. and it's finding her way back to being to being mothered successfully that's really that just that journey is is what is what's happening there and by the end of it of course she's she's been mothered so she's so she's much stronger mm. And that's a that's a lovely thing. And it's, you know, the, the, the time that we at the very beginning of this, you were talking about less and less time for the probation service, more and more caseloads, mm. um, everything being more and more on the phone. It's but that relationship building between client and yeah. and service officer that isn't happening. It needs it, to happen much take, more. I, I sorry, um, Liz, Samia, I felt that um, when my role changed as an engagement worker to a probation service officer, I was then put behind a desk mm. with a computer wow. and a phone. And it, it, it's like nobody was listening to what I'm saying. I had one particular woman that I was really, really worried about. And um, who later died. And... You, you you know when you engage with these women that they won't do the order they can't do it mm. and this lady was severely severely depressed but she used to put on a good front mm. but the good front was she was having a drink before she came to the sessions mm. so she had to have a bit of dutch courage to come to the sessions but then during lockdown, um, sadly, she passed oh. last year. Oh. And once again, we, we have, um, we need to have something in place. We need something for women, not just a hostel oh. where they just go and sleep. No, we need something structured, oh. something that they can start feeling human again. Oh. We've got many women that are, sleeping rough mm. they've got a prison um a probation order and they are, are expected to turn up at probation every week they don't live anywhere mm. they're sleeping rough i know what i would feel like as a service user mm. having to come to you every week and i haven't had a wash mm. So what are we doing? It's, it's insane, isn't it? It's Even mad. have that expectation. 
it's mad yeah. no. and uh, you couldn't and do it i couldn't do that nobody could everything comes down to statistics money where's the human mm. side to us there's a, such a lack of humanity there is such a lack of balance and it's about for me this is it there are solutions it's resolvable by being more empathetic more humane and more mm. balanced in, in in the whole world there is way more love in the world than there is darkness and negativity as i see it it's the system mm -hmm. that we are putting on to people it's become a business it's a business it's business mm. i it's think that's a, i think that's a really I think it feels really like a business really i think if you're if you're happy if you're happy you don't you don't spend money on a lot of things that they want you to spend money on i don't think you have to be a don't think you have to be a raving socialist radical although i kind of am a little bit but yeah um you don't have to be to see that all the things that we that we comfort ourselves with mm. that we buy mm. if we had but, um, more fulfillment and more happiness and more peace and more all that all that stuff mm. we wouldn't buy so much of them and therefore i don't think this this system which is really capitalism if we're really going to call it by its name i don't think this system has any incentive to make us any happier or more fulfilled no. because we would stop spending that's that's I, I honestly do believe that is the problem at, at the yeah. core in my early days as an engagement worker um heather monroe was the director of london probation trust as it was called at that time and she had insight into engaging ex-service users into the system which was quite it was um it was a big shock because i'm thinking i'm an ex-offender they want me to come and work for probation but it worked because i found certainly in 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 croydon where i worked i found i started a woman's group i was given about two or three women and then by the end of a couple of months, I had 15, 20 women come into that group. Mm. So at least for uh, a couple of hours every week in Croydon, there were no shoplifting going on. Everybody was in my group sitting down, chilling, having cups of tea <laughs> and having a roll or a sarni mm. and enjoying the chat. Now, if something so simple held their attention yeah and me just asking them tell me about your rubbish and if you don't want to talk about your rubbish we could talk about it privately yeah. but i recognize that these women wanted change they did want change but it's how long you got to spend with them the government wants you to do everything under a, maybe a six 12 week umbrella it can't work like that no, it can't. No. Some of these women have deep-seated issues that needs time to unravel, and they will do it at their own pace. Yeah. And the best way to do it is around food and discussion. I love seeing that, you know, and it's one of the notes I made about the common bonds, you know, and a common a common bond that makes people feel comfortable is always food. It really food, is. yeah. Sustenance, mm. the nurturing, the nutrition it gave them. Um, which is a kind of mothering that's, that's why what i kind of see in it how i ended up with the name auntie jan mama jane <laughs>
we all need, <clears throat> so far as um, crime is concerned for women, we first need to understand that women, all of us come with complex issues. We all need to understand the middle-class woman that has a job, like yourself, me, Liz, we've all got jobs that we can do. And we haven't got as much issue as the person that is coming out of prison with a drug addiction, has got three children, no house. There is a lot for them to sort out. And we need to start finding ways to have dialogue so we can resolve this. We can't push all these women into a one-size-fit-all um, jumpsuit. I think the this, this, this system that we have um, was designed to sort of churn people out at a certain age, which, first of all, it was 14, then it was 16, now it's 18, but it was supposed to just kind of to churn out workers to, to keep the system going yeah. and mm. they they did not have to be educated for their own fulfillment and for their own life satisfaction they had to be just trained up enough to have that the basic skills that were going to be needed and that's what i don't like about that about, yeah. about that system it, its goal was just just enough just what you need you know reading writing arithmetic they need construction you can, workers, you can so use a typewriter which, you can work on a on a on a production line and that's going to be your that's going to be your your lane get in it get in it and stay yeah in. that that, and that that's sounds what, yeah that's what we and we haven't yet and we need to move on from that and see an education in a in a different way. I was actually going to go back to something that reminded me about the part of the book that mm. when I was when I was writing it um, with Janice and she was talking to me made me the angriest. And it was the thing about um, judges knowledge of women's lives. I made this we were talking a minute ago about how complicated these people's problems often mm -hmm. are, how just like problem after problem after problem. Mm -hmm. And the way that the judge not not out of i i think Page not really out of malice, but just out of ignorance just thank you <laughs> is just <laughs> thank you samia just assuming that the woman somehow is is not fulfilling the role that she should and judging her for that the part that kind of made me the angriest is just not seeing how difficult it is but just seeing that you're not doing what you should be doing, therefore you're bad. And, 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 and remove that, you can't do anything want, else. We need an even playing field, especially for women that really want to change, come out of the system and not be judged again. Mm -hmm. I came out of the system I made up my mind before I came out of prison that I was going to change my life. This is it after now, no more. And I've had to kick ass to get where I've got today. And I've had many doors slammed in my face. And all of them say, your criminal record, your criminal record. I'm 60 odd years old. And I have shoplifting from 1972 
on my criminal record. Why? I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I know you do. <laughs> it's astonishing that it's Thank still there. You. But it is. Thank but you. It is. Yep. And Very I believe, I strongly believe that I my life has changed so much. Sometimes I think, Janice, is that really you? <laughs> I would have torn somebody's face off before, but it's not, that's not the way. And it's taking a step back, recognizing where you went wrong in your life, recognizing why it went wrong. I, I, I've identified all things within me that made me go down that path. But I also understand I can pull myself out. But you have to find your correct, your connections. It's not always about family. It's not always about family. Oh, sis, and you're broke. Sometimes it's friends that help you to get to where I am today. I won't be sitting here with you today, Samuel, if it wasn't this annoying young man that kept asking me to tell him a story in in croydon and oh really ed, <laughs> this guy all ed, then ed used to drive me mad is this and, sorry is this the shivan Shiv yes this is all this whole thing is is ed's doing because he wouldn't let her alone and he kept would leave on, me alone kept on. Yeah. Good on you, yeah. ed. And, and i know ed. <laughs> I, I met ed in in um 2014 and left the office and went to another office to work and then went to another office to work and met Ed again in 2017 in Stockport. And I was like, oh my God, not this boy again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was Ed. And he yeah. got on my case again, but this time he invited me for lunch, invited the lovely Liz. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So who Liz? Oh, Liz is a writer. Like, oh, he said, I kept telling you, but you wouldn't. So I brought her to you. And it just went from there. And then um, Liz would um, make these appointments with me and come and see me. And she'd write little bits and pieces down. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay. And then one afternoon out of the blue, Liz says, oh, Janice, my agent would like to meet you. I say, your agent, where your agent want to meet me? <laughs> And she's like, well, I wrote a synopsis because Liz is very posh. I see her as very posh. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz tells me she, I've written this synopsis and I took it to my agent. I said, okay. I said, all right, then let's go. She did with that very expression, like <laughs> completely skeptical. That, that look, that was it. I was like, yeah, all right, then, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Samia, you, you, don't, you don't think. Anyway, I've gone to this office and this young man opened the door and I'm like, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at him. He, he just reminded me of a big version. He does, he does actually like Harry Potter. Of Harry Potter. <laughs> and I'm standing there looking at him. I say, you all right, young man? He said, yes. We went upstairs. Samia, well... We started chatting and he was like this. Uh -huh. And then I looked at him and I went, um, 
is there anything else? And then it was like there was a blanket over my face. Nobody could see me. Liz and David then went into this conversation. I'm thinking, what are they talking about? Acquisition. What is this? Because I don't know nothing about this. And then the next thing it was, okay, Janice, we'll see you soon. And then the, by the weekend, I had about four, four different offers lists. Yeah, there were four. There were four different publishers who were after it. So we had to um, we had to meet them, and um, and talk I'm about like, who we wanted to go with and who was the most sort of who we thought would make the best home for the for the book. Who saw it? How how different places saw it being told yeah. to see how much it meshed with what we thought. And um, we we found our we found our right home, didn't we? We oh, we certainly did. We certainly did. Um, Kate Fox, amazing lady, amazing. And I, I have this. Um, this is all down spiritual... to Ed. At the point here, Ed is Ed. Ed did this, so big shout to Ed. Ed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for the story because he wanted to hear what you had to say. He yes. valued yeah. your truth, right? He valued your. I think that I think Ed just liked hearing a good story. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ed really liked a good story, but also I think um, a lot of time he's looking at me and think, Janice, you did that? I said, yeah. I think he saw what it is. I think he saw how far it could go. I, yeah. I do. I think he, he realised how exceptional. I think the person who didn't actually realise was Janice at the beginning, yeah. because we are all normal to ourselves. Yeah. So when Ed was hearing all this, he, his uh, jaw was hitting the floor. When I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, yes, this is going to work. I know this is going to be fantastic. And there's, there's Janice sort of, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. You know, kind of downplaying it a bit. Just not not really realising. No, no. Quite, quite, because, she, because she knew about it all along. So yeah. it didn't strike her in quite the same way. It's such a, it's such a strange thing that. We do. That is, that's, 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 um, that's, that's networking. That's, that's one of the things that, that I've learned mm. about, you know, contacts and always trying things and talking to people and reaching out mm. and the support that you get back. And just to, mm. to go back to the beginning of that, what we were saying, it's people that haven't got structure like that who don't have any of those opportunities yes yes and end up down the wrong path yeah it's just they're outside the framework that can yes that can be that can be working for you and then the subsequent lack of forgiveness and yes you do not want really good you can you can forget something but you really you really should try and forgive you know forgiveness is a thing and the non-judgmental thing and the fact that you know this ridiculous system where you've still got, however, since 1972, these convictions mm. on your mm. face mm. forever. That, that, yeah. that, that's of yeah. no use to anybody. I, I don't think society, uh, this is how I felt, society is not forgiving. While I was in prison, I got a job working at a hospital, at a, a local hospital in, in Surrey. And um, I... Um, I remember going for the job and one of the officers said to me, boy, if you get back an application, you got a foot through the door. And it was the word if. Mm. He didn't say that, he just said if. 
When the application came back, I filled it out, sent it back, and I got a letter for interview. Well, everybody's jaw hit the floor because we are talking the NHS now. And it was like, are you going to go and get a job? And I said, yeah. And I went, um, did the interview. And before I got back to the prison, we were allowed to have mobile phones. I got a phone call from the manager at the hospital to tell me I got the job. Well, Samia, you can imagine. I've never worked before in my life. Well, I've worked, but not yet. You ran your but, own successful business. Sorry, you have worked <laughs> in your life. You've got a lot of big business skills. Yeah, <laughs> used the right way, right? But you've got great. I think that's, that, I think that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn it! I was reading your book, thinking, damn it, this is a really good businesswoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A really good businesswoman and a good and a good HR manager. Yeah, you understand decisions about when to intervene with people and who to help and makes good judgments about who's who she can rely on and there's lo honestly loads of transferable skills lots of transferable skills which she, which yeah. she transferred i mean just look yes, she did. yes. <laughs> it can, and, and, and really, therefore, insane, you're not you know, the only you're not the only person who can who can make that journey absolutely not yeah. other people can too so Fabio, i see breaking out as a book of hope yes Hope if I can do it, yeah. if I can do it, I am happy to help anybody else to do it Absolutely. because it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, and that—that's the spirit that we need. You know, that's the spirit for me that I find who I work with, and I know that Liz knows that about spirit and working in community and working on projects creatively. It's that spirit, and that yeah. spirit has been numbed. Our spirit is numb. The, the system it, it, is numbing it, the spirit. It, that's it, yeah. My dad was explaining to me about the forgiveness of the community, the Sufi way, the essence of a, any religion, the essence of it all, of that spirit is... Forgiveness. Forgiveness. But also, Samia, we've got people in position, in good positions, that can help you to get there, but they don't. They don't, and they keep you there for a reason. And I think this is how it works in the class system. I've been shouting for years that we need a different way to work with women. We need a different way to work with women. And you're telling me nobody's picked it up. Of course they are, they recognize it. Samia, coming back to breaking out, everybody can read and yeah, they will get somebody Everybody can get something from breaking out. You will find your purpose in there. Yeah. You will also understand some of the cycles of crime. You will also understand why some people remain in the cycle of crime. Mm. There, I am not saying you can change the world, you can't change the world. Mm. But I'm happy for the few people that have made that impact in their life and changed them. To me, the most wonderful thing about the book is that the number of people that Janice's story can touch and can reach yeah. is so much yeah. greater and will will grow greater still. 
and that's what um, that's one of the things that really that really motivated me because I can see what the story can do because I've met I've been honoured to meet some of Janice's clients as we've service users as we've been working together and I've seen the difference that she's made to them and I just think well more and more and more people to be added to that number and we'll never know we'll never know how many and obviously nothing nothing is definite yet but the the the, the, the tv series is a possibility it's being worked on now there are people mm. sort of trying to get it to trying oh, to get yeah. it to take off the numbers the numbers could end up much higher still and um that's what i saw one honestly that is one of the things that i saw could be could happen that's what i that's what i wanted to make happen by by doing this and i think it's really you know, it's, uh, they say that what you what you need is is more than anything else to make you make you happy is purpose, mm. and I think that's really true. And mm. I genuinely have have mm. and had a sense of purpose around this. I saw I saw what it not not just what it is. The story is exciting and dramatic and all these things, but what it could be uh, that it could be transformative, and um, that's that's what I really want for it. And you've done it so well between the two of you, you know, I wrote my little review and I shared that that was, you know. And that was fantastic. And I really appreciate it. Oh, okay. As a, as a writer, um, she's incredible. It's you know, on Facebook. Smiling, right? <laughs> Samuel, said, it's on Facebook. <laughs> I must say when, um, while, while I was writing, um, Liz was send um, bits uh, 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 across to me on email and, it's all in English and I'm looking at it and I'm going, no, no, no. So I'm phoning Liz. I said, Liz, no, you have to change this. Uh. She said, sorry. <laughs> Liz goes, sorry. I said, no, you have to change this. And she went, oh, don't you like it then? I said, no, it have to sound like me. Because when I'm talking to them, yeah. I know how I sound. Mm. And it, it, it was nights upon nights writing out Pat's one. It was incredible. And then Liz, oh. Liz went and got a book. Oh, no, I got, no, not a book, not a book. It's online. I found, oh. this was, this was a disastrous mistake. I found the English Jamaican, <laughs> no, Jamaican is the important word here, Patois translator. So oh. I thought, nailed this. How different can it be? Jamaican Patois, Antiguan Patois. It's the same shit, right? It's no difference. So I'm typing it all into the Jamaican Patois translation and it's coming back and I'm adding it in. Then I sent it over to Janice and Janice looked at me and said, what on earth is this? It's completely different. Nothing, nothing, not, even, not even a bit alike. So very, very slowly we had to untranslate it from Jamaican and, that, and then put it in, and then get it to Antiguan Patois, which is what it is okay. now. So I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted but, it to um, sound we want we wanted to get Janice's the sound of Janice's voice yeah as Janice is kind of bilingual so she can do the whole brilliant project brilliant project it was yeah it certainly kept me up a few <laughs> nights a few gins so how long since you two first met we had a really good working um pattern which which worked really well for us for months mm. 
Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, right at the end, in the last two months of writing the book, was the first lockdown. Yeah. So right oh. at the end, it got completely interrupted. The whole thing mm. had to go to FaceTime. Right. So after that, we literally had FaceTime for like how many hours a day? Oh my <laughs> gosh! It was like the whole time. There's my phone I, on the sofa with Janice's oh face my on gosh. it. Oh my gosh! Savia. That was all. I remember was, falling was, asleep on Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Have you got that recording of you? <sighs> I'm really snoring in the. <laughs> I literally remember falling asleep really, and really, really. a little gentle <laughs> snore woke me up and I'm like, Liz, she says, oh, you with me now? <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. It was, uh, but, yeah, but that was, yeah, that was the last, that was the last month or so it was all, was all right. done remotely. Yeah. Uh, which was a bit, a bit weird, but it's fine. It worked. And, you know, how have, um, Janice, how, how have you found response from any of your previous clients? Well, um, I'm, kind of, I'm a pretty cool person. Yeah. And, um, it's true, she is. I went to the post office the other day in Streatham and I've gone upstairs, minding my own business. I've got my hoodie on because it was kind of cold. And this guy comes up and he goes, Janice, I said, walk one. And I'm like, oh. He said, Janice, for want a picture. And I'm like, um, not now. Says, no, no, no. You're a celebrity. You're a superstar. For want a picture. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it was a madness. But um, yeah, I have been stopped a few times. Janice, I didn't know you wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know one of the guys is is on Facebook because I've seen him. I've seen his. I've seen his name, so I won't name him. But he's actually he's actually really cool about it, isn't he? Like, yeah, Janice. Yeah. Oh, writing about the old days. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, yes. There's. Um, I thought that has to be him, and it was lots of <laughs> lots of interesting responses. Yeah. Um. I had a I had a review over Amazon, mm -hmm. and this review is actually from a girlfriend of mine that lives over in Antigua, and she's read the book, sent back this review, and you know you're snapshotting things, yeah. put it on. It wasn't until Liz put the review, and I'm like, Jill Fuller, that's my mate. <laughs> that's my mate and I'm like wow my mate's read my book oh. I was really excited so I sort of snapshot screenshotted it and sent it back to her and said Jill thank you for reading she said Janice brilliant book yeah. and I said really she said Janice it's brilliant it's brilliant oh yeah Liz kept telling me it's brilliant I I, mean, I, got to chapter, I still don't believe her. <laughs> I got to chapter one and I was like, oh my God, this is, I was captivated already. Then I got to chapter five and it was from chapter five onwards that I started making. So chapter six onwards that I was like, no, I have to make notes because it was, it was sparking connections and oh my God, this is so valuable. This is so now, this is so relevant. This is so what we need to be hearing. This is such a manual for mm. how it, it's going, what's wrong with the system. Amazing. Also suggesting mm. gently, in gentle ways, 
there, there are solutions in here. You can see if you've got a reasonable mind, you can read that and go, okay, oh, these are the things we need to do differently then. And the other thing that's worth mentioning is um, it, will, it will soon be an audio book as well, because I know not everybody wants or can plow through written text and how yeah. um, like, who do they get it's been they they have i forgot i've really forgotten her name but she's got the most lovely voice and um, they've appointed an actor yeah uh, who's got the gig and she it doesn't take very long actually to record an audiobook it only takes a few weeks so i believe it's launching in march Excellent. Um, and they're going to have a little kind of Q&A &A that gets recorded, that gets put on that as a sort of a bonus for people that buy the audiobook. But audiobooks, I mean, I, I think I'm just behind the times. They're absolutely huge. I don't. Um, I don't do much on them. No, I know. I would never occur to me. I, I, I do iBooks. But that's mm. what that they have a whole person in the marketing department at HarperCollins who is the audio person. Wow. and she does all those kinds of things because it's so big and makes so many so many sales so there's another whole market there yeah. of people that and of course people who might, might be have no visual impairments or yeah. you know all, all sorts of all sorts of issues it make it makes stories accessible to them and so it's you know it's really really great yeah. and uh, that's that's coming up which is, oh. which is really good that's yeah. so are you going to do another follow-up book What's the, what, are you going to write about your time in print? You know, there was a comment that I, I can't, I did Samia, notes here, but they're all a mess. I, I there, is, there is um, so much. I've had to, um, Liz has had, not I, Liz has had to streamline the book. Um, yeah, there's, there is there's so material. much material. Mm. But we, that we and didn't use, that we couldn't use, that we wanted to use, and just it didn't fit into. You have to decide which story you're going to tell yeah. and tell yeah. it clearly. You can't just make it a sort of mulligatawny soup of a book. Mm. But that we, we we certainly would um, would do more if there was. If we have to see how, how sales go and and what the, what the publishers feel about that. We'd we'd both obviously love to. Yeah. Uh, because some of the material that we didn't use, it was really, they were really painful decisions because we were putting good stuff to one side. Yeah. Mm. So it would be great to be able to revisit it. Right. And how, how are you hoping now? So we, we all agree, you know, it's a manual and change needs to happen. So what are you in the position that you're in now? What are you hoping that you can do with this uh, well, Janice is going to have opportunities to raise her her agenda. Um, she is starting to get, as a result, which is what we were hoping for. She is starting to get invitations uh, to speak. You know, to, at the moment, it's all Zoom meetings, but that that will change eventually um, to address you know bodies and talk about these issues to people who are working in the system. Mm -hmm. um and the, the people that, that most need to hear it really so there is there is an opportunity for her to be a you know a, a voice with 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 such good experience obviously mm -hmm. um that's that's the opportunity that's there the opportunity for change that, that it's created mm -hmm. so um I'm, I'm i'm also really excited by that as well and that was something else that i wanted to i wanted to achieve i wanted to give her that platform to speak from because if you're shouting and there's a lot of other people shouting, nobody can hear you. You need you need a platform and a megaphone it, in your hand. Sometimes uh, it's I'm not hoping because it can be. Yeah. Sometimes it's not because they can't hear you. They don't want to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. But you need a so you need a very big megaphone. So that's what we're um, that's I don't what we're really need to. a megaphone, you know. I've got a big mouth <laughs> <laughs> when I apply in the right places. But yeah, it's getting you, it's getting that we places. need. Yeah. yeah. I think no, you better absolutely. cut that one out. <laughs> but um what I what I want now, um, once um uh, publicity stuff has slowed down. I want to focus on woman talk and start having dialogue. This may have to start online. Um, I am in chat with um, a young lady and her son in Nottingham um, about starting something online. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves food. So lucky for me, I've got a chef. And he's a good lad. So um, uh, I've got some little ideas in my head that I'm going to start something very soon. But I need to work on breaking out and yeah. then start working on women. Yeah, talk. you want this base to be solid so you can then, like, it'll be easier yeah, for you to so. then take those next steps. Yes. Um, and um, I think that's just brilliant. I, and I'm really you know looking forward and I'm really going to be following your journey Thank I'll you. happily volunteer when you get your workshops with women set up let me come and run a good yarn for you a workshop online I get everybody finger knitting and chatting because that's how it worked with the homeless you know mm. that's how I got them they're actually the homeless people that I've worked with this year and last year I mean they they were so ready to tell and share their stories Mm -hmm. you've got nothing and the crossovers the broken people there's a line in your book about broken people you know um you? the process of mending broken lives it's on page 229 um and that's what, it no better than i do <laughs> the homeless guys I think anybody did but you do <laughs> one of the homeless guys said to me after the workshops it was just so nice to see broken people happy for once you know they're laughing and they're smiling and they were connecting with each other and another mm -hmm. thing one of the other guys said again back to you and the value of the fact that you've got the experience so people is one of the homeless guys goes yeah but you know what these support workers here they should really you know none of them have had none of them have been through what i've been through they don't have any they haven't lived it what that now you need to be talking to pe people supporting <laughs> us need to have lived it yeah to really that, know what we're going through. That is um, part of my um, breakdown <clears throat> because we get so we had uh, when I was in the service, um, service users that would come in. What do you know? You don't know nothing about my life. What do you know? You got your nice suit, you got your nice job, come to work. And I'm standing there just like you're doing. I'm going like this. And I'm like, okay. So um, she says, I bet you've got a house. I said, yes, I have. So um, she says, and I bet your daughter's got a nice home or you've got to go to a nice school. I said, she did. I says, anyway, um, you say that I don't understand what it's like to be hungry, what it's like to be homeless. When I came out of prison after serving 17 and a half years, oh. I had nothing. And she looked at me, her mouth went on the floor and I'm like, 
you go. Um, did did I not hear you say something? Will you say? Mm. And she went, you spent 17 years in prison. I said, yes. Mm. And then it's like, so how did you become yeah. in probation? I said, exactly. Anything you want in life, if you want it bad enough, you're going to get it. You might have to kick through ceilings to get there. Yeah. And that's what I had to do. Yeah. I made enough noise to make myself heard. Yeah. And that's what I have to do to help them women make enough noise that they'll join me and start making noise too. Yeah. yeah? And then 10 Downing Street have a problem. <laughs> Good, I hope so. <laughs> I don't think Boris want me to come to the front door. What do you think? I don't know. Well done, Boris. <laughs> I want to see it happen. So do I. So do I. Oh, that would be that, would be, that would be hilarious. That, really that would be hilarious. That really would be brilliant. Fabio. Amazing. I've had Great. such a lovely time chatting with you. It's been Thank so you. Lovely to connect. I'll work something out with all of this great stuff that we've got here and and send something over just hook us Brilliant. up i'm really then. looking forward to seeing it and thank you ever so much sunny i really appreciate it i just yeah. wanted to I, I i mean you i think what what it was for me what really sparked it i mean i knew i wanted to speak to liz about it once the book had come out anyway and and yourself but when i saw some comments from readers and in that, the sun that is <clears throat> part of the journey that I was kind of scared of. And then I thought to myself, Janice, no point getting scared about that. What for? They're going to, people going to talk. Yeah. Don't care what happened. If I can put up with my family, I've said, oh, she's a prisoner. She's this, she's that. I, who am I to care about what people think outside? I know what I'm fighting for. Good. Because yeah. I know what I went through. And I don't think that any other woman should go through it. We should have an even playing field and we should have judges that are listening to us. Judges that will make good, firm decisions. Why are you going to send that woman to prison because she frauded a television? What's wrong with her? Why did she fraud the television? Yeah. Then we come down, she's got some issue from childhood. Then she's got baby father issues. Then there's housing issues. We need to start talking. You need to start talking. You need to get to the root of the problem, not just the band-aid. And an integrated system is what we need. The, the system needs to become holistic. It's got to come down to the heart of the matter. And, you know, the, the, the it's system, slowly going to get there, maybe. <clears throat> It'll slowly end up going there. It's, um, Samia, the system is about putting everybody on pills. Everybody's to go on pills. To become a I went into prison. Pill, so it takes the responsibility. <laughs> you think, I can't get over this without being having that. So yes. actually you are strong enough and you can do this, but know that, you know, yeah. Oh. Samia, I went, the, the first sentence, <clears throat> big sentence that I had was nine years. And I remember the night I returned to Holloway with a nine-year sentence. I was the first woman in Holloway to get such a big sentence at that time. Um, true after 
other women came in with bigger sentences. But that night, I went to see the doctor because when you go into reception, you have to see a doctor. And he asked me, how do you feel? I said, well, how do you expect me to feel? I just got nine years. Mm. How do you expect me to feel? And he says, oh, don't worry. We'll give you something to make you sleep. And they gave me these tablets. Yeah. Samia, it was coming up for Christmas when I got sentenced. And I remember standing by the slats of the window and looking out and tears streaming down my eyes, not realizing that the two tablets they gave me was something to help me to sleep. The two little green tablets, um, remember they were green, oval like these two tablets. And I was sat on the edge of my bed till three, four o'clock in the morning. And a man sort of stumbled up the pathway and looked over. He could see lights on. Merry Christmas. And I'm thinking, fuck off. What do you mean, Merry Christmas? I'm sitting in fucking prison. You're telling me Merry Christmas. And then the next day, uh, one of the girls said to me, um, you slept all right, though, didn't you? You slept all right. And I went, no. And she said, didn't you sleep? And I said, no. She said, but you had two masses. I said, do what? And then I realized the tablets were sleepers and it did do nothing to me. So sometimes your mind can make you do anything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because if, if this was two tablets that should have knocked me out and it didn't work because my mind was focused on I'm in here. You're out there telling me Merry Christmas. Where's my child? And every all the emotions come flooded and you just you just cry. Mm. You just cry. Mm. But you see, when you make the decision to change and you you start converting your life. Mm. Oh my God, Samia, it's amazing. Mm. It's Every time you do something, it almost feels like the universe is rewarding you. It feels amazing. Mm. And I just, I just want to sit down and have private conversations with women and tell them, look, if you've got anything that's stopping you from moving forward, just let it go. Mm. Just let it go. And once you let go of the bad energy, that could be uh, anything around your workplace, private life. Once you let go of that energy and you live every single day by the grace of the universe, um, Allah, whatever, and you're doing right by your fellow human beings, believe me, Samia, the whole world, everything just opens up. And that's what I've found. I've found people engaging with me, talking to me, and I'm thinking, why you want to know all of this but the spirits naturally attract people to you who are supposed to listen to you that's what i believe yeah and i heard you say something inshallah 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 thank you so much samia thank you for organizing and i really look forward to hearing the edited yes polished version 
It was nice talking to you. Lovely talking to you too. Great connection. Must do this again. Bless you both, really, because what you've done is special. Yeah. Liz, did you hear that? I did. All those nights, it was worth it. It certainly was. It was worth it, baby. It was worth it. Yeah. All right. Samia, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Anytime. Talk Take soon. Take care, Liz. Talk to you tomorrow, Janice. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.